Hello, everybody. This is Reels, a uh, podcast about everything TV and movies. My God. Yeah. I, I just wanted to, I wanted to go video games again. Uh, I'm Derek. This is my brother, Dakota. Uh, today, we will be talking about found footage movie called Willow Creek, Mockingjay Part 1 and 2, and the main movie this week is Blue Beetle. Yep. Um, so for our movie thought, we're going to talk about what we talked about last week. We started this thinking about what the best third act possible is, or if there's anything specifically better than Scream. Yes, because Scream is a standout, like, amazing third act. Yeah. Um, I have some movies. So, uh, the first one that I thought of was Sunshine. Um... So the third act would be when the genre flips, I yeah. feel like, in that movie. Uh-huh. And it's just out of nowhere, first of all. And the rest of the movie, we've talked about how horror movies sometimes can just be all third act, it feels like. Because that movie takes an hour to genre flip into horror, that rest of that is just third act, and it's awesome. Yeah. It really is awesome. It's, it's bonkers. Yeah. It's... It is insane, and, like, you can't even, like, you, I struggle to even think of a movie even kind of like it. Like, no. You, Event Horizon's kind of like it. Yeah, Not it's really. kind of like it. Pandorum, but... a little bit, but, uh. But both of those, you can those see are, the horror coming. They're horror the whole time. Yeah, and Sunshine is, it's, like, hard sci-fi, and then yeah. all of a sudden it's fucking horror. Yeah. And. And it's not, like. It's not like, oh yeah, a little bit of horror. No, it's straight up, yeah, straight up horror. horror. Yeah, horror. And then, and then at the very end, we get like a poignant scene that's like ties back into the sci-fi. Yeah, and it's awesome. Yeah, it's Danny Boyle's best movie. Oh, for sure, my favorite one at least. So I don't think it's as good as Scream, mm. but it like it's, it's honorable mention. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how many did you have? I only have two. Okay. Uh, one of them, one of them I don't think is as good. But it, I was like, it's probably the best part of the movie, and that's The Shining. That is pretty good. Yeah. Um, it is the best part of that movie. Yeah, and it's like a nice build-up when he's just chasing him in the maze and everything, and then when he backtracks his footsteps, and, it, and then, it like, well, it's just the whole Jack going crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that is good. It's not as good as Scream, but that is a good yeah. one. Yeah, I thought it should be mentioned because it is. Yeah, because prior to that, it's just it's all build up. All build up. Yeah. Mm. Um, I have the Revenant on here, and I would say that the it's a is it like a fist fight at the end? I mean, yeah. Yeah. I would say that it the the third act is when he gets there and dude realizes that he's there, and yeah. then they go and chase and it's. I mean, it is a brutal fight, the rest yeah. of the movie. I've it's, only seen that movie one time. I've seen it twice. It's not as good as Scream, but, like, it's good enough that I wanted to at least mention it. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, I had Titanic on there. Because it's like... The third act is just after the iceberg. Yeah, and it, it literally long. is. It is. Yeah. Half the movie is the third act, and it's just the exciting part. Mm-hmm. And it's good. It is good. And it's like... Man, there's so many memorable scenes in that, like yeah. the the axe with the handcuffs and and the viol the musicians playing. It's very sad. 
yeah, I mean, it's just... The, with the tipping and the guy jumped off and hits the propeller. Yeah, I mean, oh, it's just man. all the genres yeah. you get in that third act. Yeah. The, the the literal end when they're going through and she's, like, trying to get enough energy to blow the whistle. It's just, man, it's good. Yeah. That is a good one. Um, wrong turn. Because, I mean, horror movies just tend to work. Yeah. But I feel like the third act is after... When it just gets down to them two, like right when right when she gets hit in the in the throat or in the in the mouth with the axe, I feel like the rest of that is the third act. But it's just the dude and Eliza Dushku. Yeah, and like yeah. it's pretty exciting. Like it gets fucking it yeah. ramps up right there. Yeah, wrong turn like is a the old pretty, one, not the new one. Yeah, <laughs> is a is a standout like is a pretty standout good mother movie. It is a for good movie. for a bees slasher horror movie yeah it is a good movie yeah there's a reason it spawns so many sequels and then i'm gonna say save yours for last because you say it's better than scream i i <coughs> i'm not gonna outright say it's better but i say it has the potential to be my last one is 2001 okay because the first act is the monkeys and going to the moon uh-huh. the second act is going to jupiter so the third act would be Right when all the psychedelics hit, and then, and then we're in, in the, the room, room, and then the end, and like yeah. that is in the room, and then it the is baby. crazy. Yeah, <laughs> like I can't like that one potentially but is better than Scream. I don't think people would agree with that though, because everyone else is, thinks the the howl part is yeah. the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't agree. That's what everyone talks about all the time, and honestly. Um, my favorite part of 2001 is the moon segment, really. Like, I just like my, I don't know why. The sh- I think it's just the shots. It's the, my most memorable shots when they just like, they have this whole base around the the monolith. They, they he's like, walk, he's, he's so yeah, super far wide. Back. And you just see him walking down the trail or like standing up on the hill looking down at it and stuff. I'm like, that was. It's crazy. My oh. least favorite. So there's. There's four segments essentially in that movie. The first two are the first act. That's why it still works as three acts. The house section is my least favorite. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I really like the opening section. Yeah. And I really like the end. But it's probably it's probably not better than Scream. It's yeah. just more thoughtful. Like you just leave and you're like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. So what is yours? I'm excited. The Matrix. Okay. Saving Morpheus is the third act. And just remember, like... That is pretty good. They're they're gearing up, right? They're gearing up, and then the moment they walk into the bank or whatever it is, and then they freaking reveal their coats, and you're just in for a wild ride the rest of the time. It's that, and then it's the the helicopter. Mm -hmm. It's the bullet dodging. Yep. And then they get him out, and that's when... Uh, Neo and Smith fight in the subway too, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, it's a good. That one. is good. Yeah, that is good. good. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> that's the first time. Um, uh, that, that's the. I think that's the first. I, I think I saw a video on this. It was the first time in a, in a movie they shown. It's obviously a more exaggerated version but the when an explosion happens the shock wave on the glass that ripples it's way exaggerated because it's in the matrix but 
it's the first time they show they had to at least CG glass like that. That is good. That one's close. Yeah, that one's close. <laughs> I know. I like that. because yeah, it's just it's just bonkers balls to the walls the rest of the time, and yeah. like it's not bad. Like there's no bad part to it. It's just all. All, like we don't get action like that anymore ever. No. You have the bank scene, you have the Morpheus in the helicopter scene, and then in like Morpheus uh breaking out of his restraints or whatever is just so epic for no reason. It is. And then <laughs> it's but, the eye roll. But then the <laughs> Oh yeah, I forgot about <laughs> then the, the subway scene is just pinnacle fighting. You, we just answered we just answered a question I've been trying to figure out for weeks. What? There's a, I was like, there's a movie where a guy goes for a punch, and the other one punches him, like, punches his punch, and his hand, like, breaks. Isn't that in the Matrix? Doesn't Agent Smith go for a punch, and he goes, and it breaks his, like, his punch goes like. Yeah, I think, I think so. I've been trying to figure that out forever, for, like, three weeks. <laughs> that is a good one. Yeah. I don't know if it's quiet better but it's fucking close it's dang close yeah that is good yeah <laughs> ah, i like those kind of movie thoughts where we uh like it's more like a, a small topic of just random movie stuff maybe yeah i don't know if it'll happen every week but i do like when that happens yeah movie thoughts can be anything that's true <laughs> uh so we have a lot we have quite a bit of news and we have a ton of rumors and 90% of everything that I'm going to talk about has to do with superheroes. Marvel and DC. Yes, Marvel and DC. Mostly Marvel. Um, for the news, I, would, I wanted to talk about the box office a little bit. Okay. So the Marvels opened at 45. Yeah. And it had the second biggest drop of any superhero movie ever the biggest for a MCU movie at yeah. 78% 78 I thought it was 74 78% man that's, that's bad crazy. bad yeah i mean they got to be shitting themselves over there and if when i read my rumors you're going to realize that they are shitting themselves okay um but to go along with that wish opened on wednesday today's friday after thanksgiving yeah so it's we don't have official numbers as of our recording. Yeah. So on Wednesday, it made eight. Uh-huh. Which is the day before Thanksgiving. Or no, I think on Wednesday and Thursday, it made eight. Okay. It is projected for the five-day weekend, five-day holiday weekend, to make um, 35. 35? Which is terrible. Uh, yeah. <laughs> considering it's a main, like, this is supposed to be like a Frozen-level movie. Yeah. And you have the Marvels that just came out with a three-day weekend hitting 42 or 45. Yeah. And you're projected to do 10 mil under that. I, God, it's so bad. The tra- it's just... I don't know if the movie's good or bad. I, have, I didn't look at reviews. Or uh, yeah, it, I don't if, know. Yeah, I don't know what the consensus is on it. But the trailers are bad, bad. And uh, I remember... Because once or twice a year, we always go through all the movies that are releasing in the coming months and like gotta go gonna go to choose which ones we're gonna go to the theaters to see yeah and every year like four years ago if it was a disney movie you're going no matter what so like i have no like i don't even think anyone like i don't even think people's kids are like let's go see wish yeah this isn't just a um a political 
kind of thing that's happening. You know, a lot, like a lot of people think it's that Disney's too woke or all of that. This is also a quality issue because you're losing people that don't care about the political stuff. Yeah. Like, Wish just looked bad mm-hmm. in the they, they went to that weird... They went to that weird aesthetic that uh, the Spider-Verse movies did. And, and I then, can't stand and that. And then... Um, the last Puss in Boots movie did that too. Yeah. And I think because all, all three of those movies were made a ton of money, they were like, yeah, let's do that. People like that. And I'm just like, I don't know. You shouldn't uh, just let them do their own thing. That'd, that'd be like trying to, Disney trying to make like a Chicken Run style movie, you know? Just let I them think Chicken do... Run was their movie. <laughs> is it? I thought it was its own company. Oh, no. Little Chick, or Chicken Little chicken is Little. their movie. Yeah, yeah. No, Chicken Run. I I got a fun fact about Chicken Run. I just read an article. Okay. To the the Chicken Run gets all of their clay for their movies. So they, you know, there's a ton of like Wallace and Gromit and all that. They have like it's a stupid amount. Yeah. And they have one coming out this year too. And then they also have like three more planned. The freaking company that they buy their wax from is gone. And they when they announced it, they bought the whole warehouse out. And they were like, we have enough clay to make like a few more movies. So like we're running out of clay. Yeah, like like this <laughs> this particular type of clay. They said it was it's special because you can just mold it with your hands at any time, but it doesn't melt in the light the lights. Oh, okay. So I don't know what they're gonna do. That's funny. Um, people love those movies. Yeah, they do. Uh, yeah, I think that. Well, I think that it's pretty. Those movies make money, those uh, the Spider Verse and like those kind of animation, but they don't make a ton of money. I mean, Spider Man does. But... Yeah, Spider Man Two did. Yeah. Um. But I don't think that that art style is for everyone. I think like oh, I, I can't it stand hurts. it. It hurts sometimes. You're sitting there watching. It, I'm like, man, my eyes hurt. Yeah, <laughs> and for a movie that is supposed to celebrate a hundred years of Disney, I feel like you have to hand draw this and do it like the originals mm. like it needs to look like and just make a normal just make a normal princess movie yeah and make a make it a love story like who cares about the uh the like i don't know it's hard to say i, I saw a thing that said that they're this like the woke community that they these companies are trying to abide by is only three percent of the population i mean it can't be very large yeah and I'm just like, you're just, you're ruining your, like, creative freedom. And, and it's just, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it should have looked like, like Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, yeah Aladdin, that's what it should like have been. A, yeah, the classics, like Lion King, Aladdin, Bleeding Beast, all those. And I'm okay with a, maybe not like a super traditional story, but it, it should have at least looked like that. And it should have been kind of traditional, you know? Like, this does have, I guess, I don't know, is she a princess? See, no, I, the, the trailers the, are so bad. I don't even know. Well, the, the trailer is like he's a king. Yeah, and then she is like the chosen one to get his wish power. Oh, okay. So I don't think she's his kid or anything, but she's like going to be next in line to be in charge to grant all the wishes. Right. And uh, that's that's it. But I heard there's two things. So TikTok's been sh- like you'll be going through, and they've been like comparing like how did we go from like Frozen, they just play a song from Frozen to a song from Wish. And they're all terrible. But then I, I saw that people were editing them to make them worse than what they actually are. Okay. But I don't know if that's true either. Yeah. Because <sighs> I, I, but I'm not going to not 
like when Wish comes out, when I can watch it for free, I'm gonna give it a go. Yeah, I'll probably watch it on yeah. Disney Plus down the line. Yeah. Um. But no, there's zero desire to pay for that. Yeah. No way. The only thing that looks fun is Chris Pine's King character in that movie. Yeah, no, not even to me. I think it's going to be bad. <laughs> I mean, it very well could be. I do like Chris Pine, but I think it's, I just, they they don't get villains as right as they used to. Like, I think about Frozen. Frozen doesn't have a villain. The first one does, kind of. Barely, but yeah. But like, or just, yeah, they don't, they don't get memorable villains. Yeah. Like, when you think about old Disney movies, like Scar, Hades, Jafar, they're, uh... They're, like, as memorable as the main character. And that just is not the case these days. And they always got a song, and it was usually the best song. Yeah. Poor Unfortunate Souls is a fucking banger. Yeah. My God. I mean, that is a problem. Why don't they? What is the, what's the problem with villains nowadays? Marvel can't do villains. Yeah. That's Disney, too, I guess. Star Wars can't do villains. Bring, bring, Star Wars brings their villains from the 80s back. Yeah. Tries to, <laughs> tries to do it again. Oh, gosh. That's funny. So, yeah. I mean, it is a shit show over there. They have yeah. to be fucking freaking out. Yeah, oh, I bet. Um, the last news that's going to roll right into the rumors is Scream 7 with all the drama. God, yeah. So, I, I forget her name. The main... Mo- Melissa Barrera, Barrera? something yeah. like that. We probably uh, butchered it, but that's fine. She tweeted in support of the Palestinians, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in that whole that whole mess over there. Yeah. Um, so they fired her from Scream Seven. It was fast. Yeah, like the same day. Yeah. Uh, and then the next day, Jenna Ortega. It has to drop Scream 7 because of scheduling conflict for Wednesday Wednesday Season 2, yeah. which is very fishy. And she has also tweeted about the war. Uh-huh. She just never... She, she didn't just come right out and pick a side, you know? Mm-hmm. Which I don't think you... Like, I don't know how people can even pick a side because it's just so muddy and it's been happening for... Years and years and years. Yeah, I'm beyond. I don't know why they're fighting. I thought I heard that the Palestinians want the Israel's Israeli people out of their country, but aren't they in Israel? So I don't want to get it, like it, deep into it. Yeah, I just um, don't. I just don't know why they're fighting. After World War Two, Britain was in charge of this land. Mm-hmm. And they were going to make two separate states, one Palestine, one Israel. And there were rebellions right after that decision. So they just were like, we aren't going to mess with it. You guys figured out. <laughs> and the next day, someone that was in charge of Israel, the Israels, the, you Israelis. know, the Israelis, yeah, it was just like, it's all Israel. And they've been kind of in a civil war ever since ever since like it's crazy Mm. so they've probably just been like dormant for the last few years kind of like how the irish don't don't well care for the before england during world war ii they they sent the israel the israeli to 
Palestine. Oh. To like, like as uh, refugees. So. Oh, they like, kind of just dumped them there. Yeah, I mean. After, was, well, where were the Israelis before World War Two? Well, they're they're all over the place. Oh. The Jewish people are just all over the place, but like that is their biblical homeland. Mm-hmm. So that's where they sent them. But like, the Palestinians already had it. Yeah. So it's muddy. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. It's muddy. Yeah. So. And it just like. And, but to be fair, I don't know, um, what's her name? Michelle Barrera? Melissa. Melissa Barrera. I don't know where she was born or not. I don't yeah. know if she's like, I don't know if she's American or not, but it's not our, it's not our conflict. No. <laughs> I know people think we should get involved in all that stuff, but like, we, like you can, I also, I also disagree Honestly, with her getting fired, because yeah, you're, have been you're fired. allowed to have your opinion. Whatever she said, she shouldn't have been fired. Yeah. Um, but now Scream 7 is just... I mean, Scream, it's just bad. Well, see, I'm excited, because I don't love Scream 6, or Scream yeah. 5, to be honest. And the rumors are, we're going to roll right in rumors. Okay. That they're trying to get Nev Campbell, or Neve Campbell, I don't know necessarily how you pronounce it. Um, and Patrick Dempsey... Because he was in Scream 3. Yeah. Well, really, because he was Sexiest Man Alive for People <laughs> Magazine this year. So they're trying to get them, and I think they're going to try to twist it into, like, a, a different kind of story. Yeah. Which is fine, especially if they bring um, Matthew Lillard back, which is which what is, all the fans want. It's what the rumors are. They even they even teased it a little in 6 when they were like, they never found his body. Yeah. They know he's dead. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. Like, we mean you didn't find his body. Yeah. He had a TV on yeah. his head. Yeah, literally. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, because then it would just, it doesn't make sense for Matthew, if they bring Matthew Lillard back, it doesn't make sense for him to go after them, too. No, it doesn't. Well, at all. honestly, he wouldn't go after, she's Billy's daughter. So he, he wouldn't, he would try to recruit her. Yeah, maybe that's what the whole thing was, is this whole time he's been trying to recruit her. I never liked that storyline. That she's got got some inherent killer in her, like, ugh. Uh, you know, do you think that if 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 they get Neve back and uh, they they get Neve back in Stu, do you think they're gonna kill her or are they gonna let her win? Like, give her her fine. Like, make she if they let her win, she is like the pinnacle. If not the pinnacle, she is tied with Jamie Lee Curtis as the final girl. I would do something that no one's ever had the balls to do, and I'd have them kill each other. Both? Oh, okay. Like, I would have them... I would have them both die at the end. See, we were talking about this prior, and I really loved my idea before they got fired, and Jenna Ortega didn't go. It was to advertise this movie, advertise Seven... As just them, but it's be like the Drew Barrymore of Scream One, and then you just kill Jenna Ortega and Melissa Barrera's character in the first 10, 15 minutes, and then Neve comes in, and then it's just her movie. The rest of it, it would, it would have been one of the greatest things they've ever done. It would have been, but they, that would have been awesome. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't, I don't know if we'll even see this movie at this point. Like. I think it may get canceled. Well, please, they don't got to pay. They're willing to fork over however much money Jenna Ortega wanted for this movie. They're going to be able to pay Neve whatever the heck she wants. Yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> ain't no way they weren't paying 
Jenna Ortega 20 mil. I mean, if, unless they hurt. 15, 20 mil. Unless her con- I mean, her contract could have been for these movies, too. Oh, yeah. So they might have got that budget. Like, because Scream 4, or Scream 5 came out, and then she got big. Yeah. So if they had a multi picture deal, they could have been getting her for the cheap. That's true. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I, I'm kind of excited just because I didn't like five and six, so. Yeah. Uh, did you see about the Silver Surfer rumors? No. So, I don't think it's going to be in necessarily in Fantastic Four, but they're, because they have the character, they're going to, it's going to tie in later in the MCU. Apparently, they're going to make the Silver Surfer female. (laughs) I guess. (laughs) I like, it's a weird thing. I, it's sad because so Doug Jones did the Silver Surfer in um, oh did he yes weird no one knows that no no, no one knows that uh, and I saw I just saw a clip we were talking about Fantastic Four last week and you know they're all listening so I started getting Fantastic Four clips in my TikTok <laughs> and like someone was talking about how it slept on how great the the initial chase scene is between the Silver Surfer and the Human Torch and the in Rise of the Silver Surfer. And God, he is so freaking cool. The Silver Surfer is. He's so well done in that movie. And um, I don't know a lot about him. He can do some stuff. Is he a is he a human originally? No, he's from a different planet. So, um in the Silver Surfer, I think it's Galactic Galactica or Galactus or whatever, the planet destroyer or whatever. Yeah. Just or he's doing it. He's doing his bidding. For all these other planets, prepping them for him to eat, so he doesn't eat his planet because that's where his wife and kid is. Oh, okay. So it's that's, not a big deal if it's a woman. No, I don't know where the surfboard came from because that's how he gets all of his powers. If he loses the surfboard, it's over. That's like why, in um, in Rise of the Silver Surfer, Doctor Doom takes it from him, and then Doctor Doom gets all the power of the surfboard, and he's like ultra, super strong. <laughs> I feel like you've only... I don't even know if you've ever seen this movie, but it's freaking awesome. I have seen it. It's it is, so cool. Fantastic Four is so silly. We're going to watch. We will watch them, I promise. Because uh, he's going to realize they're not that bad. Um, <laughs> but, like, I'm in... I'm okay with it being... Because, like, it's just... He's not a person. Like, you look at Silver Surfer and it's just like a... He literally looks like a mirror. Yeah. So it can be anything under there. So if it's just a female, that's fine. Yeah, it's fine. I just super people strong, are mad about super it. Super strong character. Um, I don't know if they're not introducing in Fantastic Four. I don't know what they're doing. Man, you know, I don't. I, they maybe they are introducing him in Fantastic Four, but but he's a cool one because he teeters. He's like he's like a good person at his at least. I don't know anything about the comics, but in the movie, he's a good person. He's just doing this to save his family. But he's super strong. Um, this might be why. The next rumor is King was a... So, originally the plan was Doctor Doom was going to be the big bad going for this next phase. And then they cast Jonathan Majors as King, and they were like, oh, he's good. Yeah. And they changed it. So, right now, the rumor is they're deciding if they're going to go with the original idea and get rid of Kang, or if they're going to keep Kang... And apparently it's all depending on his trial. And they will know 
by January. Okay. I mean, I would prefer it to be Doctor Doom. I think everyone would prefer be, just it to be because Doom. I've you haven't seen a movie with Kang in it yet or Loki. No. So he's just not not resonating with him at all in yeah. anything. It's weird. Um, I mean, Doctor Doom is like one of the top villains of all time. Top. He's like top three in Marvel history. Probably yeah. top two, honestly. Yeah, so I just don't think it should be a debate. Unless they're having issues uh, casting him. Yeah. It would be hard to cast him. Honestly, well, they can't really do that, but Michael Fassbender would be a good cast for it. Yeah, that would be good. Um, and now, because Disney is scrambling and changing all this stuff... This is another just complete rumor. Spider-Man 4 is going to merge with the Spider-Villains universe. What? That's what, that's what, like this came from Forbes. This is a legit rumor. That's that's, Tom Holland's Spider-Man 4 is going to merge with Venom and Kraven and Madame Web and Morbius. Yikes. Yikes indeed. That's bad, bad. I mean, it'd make those movies watchable if, if Spider-Man was in them. I had such a good idea. I had such a good idea what they could do. Oh, that's bad, man. That's terrible. I know. Because now that... They have such a good idea if they just don't do that. Just don't do that. <laughs> and because everything's erased now, it's prime time to get Tom Holland's new best friend, Harry Osborn. And get him in there because that's what he needs. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I've never, like I said, I've never seen any of these movies, these uh, side movies, and I haven't seen Spider Man 3 either, but it seems like an awful idea. It really, I think having an amazing Spider Man 3 that tied into these movies would have been better. Yeah. Um, not only does that cast, like, everyone that they cast just seem more like Andrew Garfield's villains. Well, the, the way they shot the Andrew Garfield movies are the same way they shot these. Yeah, ones. it all feels, like, the tone dark. feels the same. All of the casting feels like it would work with Andrew Garfield. It doesn't feel like it would work with Tom Holland. Yeah. And, like, Tom Holland is so Iron Man infused that if you pluck him out of the MCU, he's going to feel weird. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, he's just gonna not... He's not gonna feel like he belongs. Yeah, ex- at all. Especially if they do, like, um... Venom's real grimy and gross and gritty and nasty. Yeah. And, uh... But those movies are so... Like, those, those movies are so bad, I couldn't even get through Venom 2. Didn't even finish it. And it has Woody Harrelson in it. That is bad. Yeah. I thought it was gonna be better than the first one. It looked better than the first one. I know. Um, I didn't even see Carnage do anything. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's, this is a bad idea, but Sony's trying to get away from Disney, which makes sense. Just cast someone, just make another Spider Or, instead of doing a Peter Parker Spider Man, do a Miles Morales. He's literally at an all time high of popularity with the video games. Yeah, so that's just true. do a Miles Morales Spider Man, let Marvel have Tom Holland, and do your thing. Yeah. God, these people making dumb decisions. It's like they, I don't know, it's like the. They live in a bubble, and they don't understand what we want. Well, they just, well, they don't, all they want is a cinematic universe that makes money. And they think that if they pull Tom Holland over, that 
you know, Venom made, I mean, Venom 1 and 2 made money. Yeah, they're terrible. Morbius didn't make a lot of money, but it had a lot of online chatter, all the memes. Yeah, it's more than done. Exactly. So they feel like if if Tom Holland Spider-Man's over here, Venom 1 and 2 make a billion, and they don't make 800 million. And that Morbius, even though it's a meme, it still makes 400 million. Yeah. You know? Morbius is better than Venom 1 and 2. Yeah, but like they just think that it's going to double, or you know, it's going to push all of them over the edge. Yeah. And it's not. It's just going to make Tom Holland Spider-Man a joke. I think. Yeah. It will, like, ruin it. Yeah. And he doesn't have a great career a... outside of Spider-Man, honestly. Anytime he's in a, another movie, it fucking bombs. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, he did all his better movies before he was Spider-Man, like The Impossible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, Uncharted didn't bomb. Uncharted I mean, made money. Yeah. That's true, but it didn't. But, it didn't make as but money it like also had Marky Mark, who never bombs, never, never bombs. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy how popular he is. Yeah. Um. And then the last rumor is the one that's like basically confirmed: Nicholas Holt, Lex Luthor for Superman Legacy. Yeah. How you feel about that? Um, I don't hate it. Um, I don't think it was the best option, but if they're going for. S- like, because uh, you, you had heard a rumor that they were going for an older Lex Luthor initially. Yeah. But so, if they're going for someone around the same age, I don't know if they could get anyone better than Nicholas Holt to do this part. Especially, like, just thinking about Nicholas Holt's roles, I feel like he could play the the billionaire, like, kind of a... Lex Luthor's a weird character. He's so hard to pull off because he's, like... I don't want to say... No, like... Man. To, no one's ever pulled him off, honestly. Like, they, like animated comic book. Yeah, no one's ever done that. Yeah. A- animated. They do it in the... Oh, yeah. The animated, animated, the animated show is, the, he's is like, good. He, it's hard to pull off because he's like a dick, but he's not. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he... It's so hard to... It's so hard to explain. Yeah, it he's, is. He's... You know he's... If, if he's not in the room with Batman, he's the smartest person in the room every time. Yep. But he's a douche, but then he's also not a douche, and that's, like, so impossible to pull off. Yeah. Because, like, they just went full douche with Jesse Eisenberg. Or they went crazy with Gene Hackman and Kevin Spacey. Like, he's just a loon. And I ain't never seen the the guy from Smallville. Yeah, I guess I I can't say that I've never pulled it off, because I've never seen that either. Yeah. Uh... I, Kevin Spacey's the I think's played it the best. So I think far. he's like you can tell he's the smart. He, you could tell that that's the problem. Kevin Spacey's is that you couldn't tell if he was the smartest person yeah. in the room, but he was. He, but Lex knows how to not like Lex knows how to play a room. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, he's so hard. Like, uh, yeah, he's he's difficult, and I don't know if Nicholas Holt can pull that off. And plus. Lex is supposed to be, um, how do I say this, like, uh, um, not menacing, but, like, you look at him and you're like, um, I mean, supposed to be, like, a, a man. He's, like he's physically imposing. Yeah. Men- That's what I was like. Mentally imposing. imposing. Like, he yeah. is, he is, like, like you, peak you, human. You feel him in the room. Yeah. And, like, yeah. So, now that's, like... You don't have that in Nicholas Holt. Yeah, so a few, before the writer strike, when they were breaking it down, 
the three were Nicholas Holt and the two Skarsgård brothers. Bill and Alexander? Yeah. And I think... I thought Al- Bill was fun. I See, I don't love Bill as him, but I feel like Alexander Skarsgård can do it all, and he does have that presence, and yeah. he does have that physicality. He does, but I think that he was probably just too old, and they yeah. wanted someone to be close in age with Superman. Yeah. I mean, and Nicholas Holst, he does look and save like... And Al- save Alexander Skarsgård for something. Put him in the Green Lantern TV show. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, Nicholas Holt does look like Lex Luthor when you cut his hair off. Yeah, we've seen him bald in yeah. uh, Mad Max. Yeah. Um, I could um, see him sitting in a leather chair in a big office. Yeah, I, w- I hope that they... Uh, I hope they, they do, do make him bald. I, I, uh, they will. I hope they do something with his eyebrows. Give him ginger eyebrows. Because <laughs> I don't no, like... Just leave him black. I don't they're like black in the They're black in the comics, you know... I like when he's ginger. They are black. It's weird that he's got black eyebrows and ginger hair, even in the comics. Even when he's got long hair. It's like Ar- it's Archie. Archie has red hair with black eyebrows. Oh yeah, you're right. Yep. It's okay. just it's just a it's, it's just a, a drawing, drawing thing. thing. You got to have eyebrows yeah. that can emote, and you yeah. have to be able to see them. Yep. Yeah, you're right. <sighs> yeah, so I don't I don't love Nicholas Holt as Lex, but I'm open to it. We yeah. have to see what the tone is of this fucking movie, honestly, because. I think it's so up in the air because James Gunn is so weird. I have like decently high hopes. I think he's gonna, it's not gonna be my favorite Superman movie. I don't think, like, it's not gonna be No Man. I don't even think it's gonna be better than Superman Return. I love Superman Return. But I think, I think it's going to be the same tone as Superman Returns. I think it's gonna be right at that. I'm okay with that. Yeah, which I'm fine with. It's just like, I don't know how to explain that. Colorful. Which is which? Superman should be colorful. Yes, and like that's why Man of Steel has so many haters is because it's it, it is anti Superman. You know, it's like let's look at Superman if he's real mm-hmm. and put him somewhere where they're like the stakes matter. Dude, we're bringing this full circle. Okay, a few episodes ago we had that big conversation of when we we start or when we start watching Hunger Games. Uh-huh. You were talking about Katniss. Being a better character than Harry Potter. Yes. This is this is this is it. Katniss is Man of Steel Superman. Harry Potter is Superman Returns Superman. He can take all of this trauma and project it, project it into good, and that's what Harry Potter does. And but Katniss, Katniss just can... breaks down from it. Yes, I like that. There we go. That, that well, that's good. how we explain it. Um. Did you watch any trailers? I didn't see no. any. No, I right before this, I even scoured my like trailer channel on YouTube, and I was like, I don't, I don't want to talk about any of this stuff. Yeah. It's just like, well, no one wants to put their trailer in front of fucking the Marvels or Wish, because no <laughs> one's seeing them, so yeah. might as well just wait. Yeah. So on to TV shows. Did you watch anything? I only watched one episode. Is of I watched one episode of Monarch. Uh, okay, so. That's the, that's the only show I watched this, this week. I watched Monarch also. I, I still have the Chucky on here, but since you didn't watch it, we, I'm saving it still. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Monarch, I also only watched the first episode. Yeah. What did you think? Super good. Like, it, got, it get, gets you, um, like, watching the first episode, I just wanted to watch the next episode. Like, it really just makes you want to just watch. Yeah. And um, 
It's it's quite a confusing show though. Like you really got to pay attention because they're jumping around a lot and they don't tell you who's who. <laughs> yeah, um, I really like that it's. So the only other, because we're talking about cinematic universes, or we were, this is the only other cinematic universe that's even remotely successful, and I feel like only four movies, obviously, but this show feels like it's going to really build it out. Oh yeah, and like and give us a history too. Yeah, uh, we get to see the after effect of these monster movies that a monster movie doesn't have time to deal with. Like we get to see these bunkers and these drills and all the signage and the artillery that's put up just in case Godzilla shows up. Yeah, I really love that. It is super cool. Like it's just it's just a world building show, you know, and. I love the monster verse, so I just want anything that we have, you know, to build it out. Yeah, and the, just the fact that, like, the show is just of a particular quality that you're just, it's so nice to watch, and it's, and um, they're actually giving us, like, there's, like, actually interesting storylines going on in this show in the first episode that I'm like, I want to know what the heck's going on. Yeah, the, the big problem with the monster verse up, the movies is that we never care about the humans. Yeah. <laughs> this this show, I already know that some of these characters are fucking awesome, and I'm excited to see where their storylines go. Yeah, you know. And there was a particularly like, uh, there's like a particularly like dark, gross death in the first episode. Like I was just like, dang, I can't believe they they did that. That was gnarly. And there's. I mean, there's a couple. There's a couple of dark shit going on. Like, yeah. um, I won't talk about it, but the reason the main character has PTSD from the original attack is fucking yeah. Crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. I was like, there's no way they're gonna do that. They did it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think that the show has the potential to be like super good, and Wait. they are spending money on it, like hella money. Like everything looks. On par with the movies. Yeah, and having like a leading man of, of Kurt... Well, he's not in the first episode, but having Kurt Russell in it, like he's... At least for me, like I enjoy having um, someone I know who can lead a, a movie or a show. Yeah. So like I can I can just... And I like Kurt Russell as a... Per, like just I just like him in yeah. things. So. John Goodman was in the first episode. Yeah. And he did do... I guess... I mean, it's going to be his only scene, I think. Well, he but it was... More. It was from when he was on Kong or on Skull Island, and we just get to see something else that happened. Yeah. Oh, and those things were nuts. Yeah. Well, I mean, the spiders were in Kong, in Skull Island, but we never got to see it out of the trees. Yeah. When it was out of the trees, it was scary. Yeah. And then when the <laughs> when the crab showed up on the spider and got no chance. <laughs> uh, but I, I think. Well, we, we decided that we're gonna watch we're gonna watch the rest of them. This yeah, week. this this next week's gonna be a special week. Kind yeah, of. we'll get to that. Um, mm. The only other thing I watched was the Squid Games challenge, the cha or Squid Game the challenge, which is the game show that's based on the first season of Squid Game. Yeah, five episodes came out. It's not the whole series. Are they doing like a half and half? I think so. It comes oh. out. I think it's like next week. The the next five. I watched the first four. Okay. Because I just couldn't stop watching it. It's a little dramatic. Like they all have they have ink cartridges on their chest, 
and when they get eliminated, it explodes like they got shot, and they like they have to play dead, so they lay down, and some of them will be like, and they'll twitch. <laughs> I'm like, this is so fucking dramatic. That is funny. But I really enjoy it, and like they do everything. Um, they have to do. They have to walk all the stairs when they go to the challenges, and they film it. They have all the music. They have the bunk. They they eat the one meal a day. Like it's weird. Are they like making alliances and stuff? They're making alliances. There are twists in the game where there's like a social aspect where in between the challenges you might have the potential to gain an advantage or eliminate someone so you can take out someone that's you know physically imposing that's gonna kill these challenges Mm. and just get rid of them i don't like that i see like i first i was like it's not fair but it's you like it's you have to play the game you have to make sure you're not one of those people that people are scared of you know yeah, and there's there's a lot of twists and turns so far. Well, a lot of a lot of the um, a lot of the games aren't even skill based; they're just luck based. Like when they get to the glass platforms. Yeah. So the first few episodes, it followed the show, and it followed uh, what challenges they did. And this last one, they changed it up. Yeah, they definitely got ended the same <laughs> for sure. I, I don't know. There's no way. But, uh, spoilers for Squid Game, the challenge. Um, they were all making teams thinking that it was tug of war, and it was not tug of war. What was it? It was a giant game of battleship. But you only got eliminated if you... Got hit? If your whole ship got hit, or got, got sunk. And... Whichever team sunk two ships out of the four first won. So you, so you had to choose your ship. So you, you'd be like, yeah, I could be extra hidden and choose the two peg ship, or I could risk it all and get on the five peg ship and just. Yeah. That's cool. And one person from each team was chosen as the captain, and they told you where to put your ship, and then they did the shooting, and if they won. They got to stay in the game, but if you, they lost, they got eliminated. So you could lose. Your team could lose, but if you were on a ship that stayed afloat... You're good. You were good. And they lost. There was a lot of uh, beefy men that were a little scary that got killed because of that. Because they were all thinking that it was tug of war. They all got on one team, and they all ended up on the same fucking ship. You didn't get to pick your ship? Because um, I would have totally gone with the two. I, I think... I don't know. They didn't really show. They... Uh-huh. Um, but even if you did, they like, mm. they still ended up loot like their team lost. So, what well, was it? Um, was the ship that you were like? So say it was the five peg ship. Could only five people be on that ship? Mm-hmm. Oh, cool, cool. That's yeah. fun. But yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I know that it was getting bad reviews, but I think that's just because it's so dramatic. Yeah, it's so over the top. It's so over the top, but I love it, and I think a, a lot of people. Like, our mother was like, I thought it was season two. So I clicked on it and was oh, pissed as hell. They, they get angry. Yeah. And they write, they're like, oh, I'm mad. I'm writing a bad review. I think it's better than the show. That's how much I'm loving yeah. it. <laughs> All right. I don't know why people have high. There's no way season two can do what season one did. Nope. No, no way. Um, on to the movies. So the first one for the rewinds, Willow Creek. Yeah. What did you think 2013, about it? 2013. I thought you said 2015 last week. Yeah, I just knew I knew it was 
It not is. super old, but it's mm-hmm. old enough. Let me tell you, this is a movie ruined by the ending. Yeah. God. Like this movie was probably it wasn't like it's not standout good either. It's it, good for a it's good for a found footage. It, it's good for this movie's budget was two thousand dollars probably. Yeah. Like it was nothing. They paid for the camera and that was it. <laughs> and the gas to get there. Yeah. <laughs> and uh which kudos to them. Like the movie is done well. Yeah. And the there there are a lot of decisions that um like the fact that so like he the fact that he's like filming a documentary about him trying to find Bigfoot and stuff, and I like that they just incorporate all the takes, like all the all the mess ups that he does during his show. Yeah. And like this is a true found footage film where we're just watching you're literally just watching the clips in order that they were filmed yep. on the thing. Like sometimes He'll be like, oh, turn it off. And then, poof, we're at nighttime. You're like, what the freak is going on? Yeah, I like that. Some, yeah, it was like well, the best part about the movie, but this ending is so bad. Like, the ending's so bad, I took it down like two and a half points of what I was going to give it. Um, yeah, I said that it, it, so it really catches the awkwardness of filming, like a like your own movie, mm-hmm. because of all those takes. Um, but I love, I love that too. Uh, I, I thought that there were some pretty funny parts. She was she was a way better actress than he is. Yes, by a landslide. Yeah, I have that later too. Um, but when dude was singing the song, his Bigfoot song, <laughs> and he fucks up and he's like, yeah. "Biffed it" or whatever yeah. he said. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. It was so fucking funny. Yeah, and we just cut and he's playing again. You know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, it, it is a good found footage film. It doesn't feel forced. Because he is making a documentary. Mm-hmm. And, and they have... Some of their conversations, when it's just filming, are so realistic. Yeah. And it's just like... Like, they're just having, like, little bickers as a couple and stuff. And it's just like, dang, this is... Yeah. So I looked up after uh, all those interviews. They didn't tell them that it was, like, a movie. They thought they thought those... They were so really real doing people? a documentary. That's awesome. Everyone was real, I think, except for the dude that came up to him. At the grizzly, oh. at the statue, and, and then the yeah. one that was at the park when they were, or when that was told them to get the fuck away. Oh, gotcha. Okay, yeah. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, it was cool. Half of the movie is them inside of this tent, just listening to things outside. Ooh. Man, that first take is long. It's like nine minutes long. It's just one. They don't ever cut. It, and it, and I, I'm not kidding you. Half of the movie, ninety or thirty minutes of this eighty-minute movie, they're in this tent. Yeah, for just one night. night. For one, well, oh no, it is just one night. Yeah, one night. Yeah, and the first t- like when they go to bed in the tent, and then like they wake, they wake up in the middle of the night, and this is like the long take. It's like a nine-minute take. It's insane. I have it written down. I was like, this long take is gnarly. And she <laughs> is acting her ass yeah. off. And he's just sitting there like this. <laughs> he didn't do nothing. They're freaking, they're, they're noises and stuff. She's reacting. <gasps> He's just like, the whole time. Yeah. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? And he's, uh, like, he's, he's like, he's like, don't worry. I'm supposed, like, off, off camera of this. He's like, don't worry. I'm just frozen in fear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know I'm, I'm a terrible actor. Can't do anything. I know a lot of people say being scared is the easiest. But it seems hard though. She goes from like, bro, it's nothing in the woods 
to like making me feel like she's about to die over the course of that shot. Yeah. And it is impressive. Yeah, she's very good. Um, that whole that whole entire sequence is the best part of the movie, and it's mm-hmm. very scary by far. Yeah, um, it is scary. I'm I am, I like I I go hiking and I plan on going backpacking, and I know that if that was happening, and like that could have been like that could be a bear. It would sound very similar. Mm-hmm. I would lose my shit. I would know. I like I don't know what I would do, dude. If it's, <laughs> if it's a, you just gotta be quiet. Yeah, hold your mother in breath. Yeah. As, as long as you're in the tent, just let him make sure he knows that nothing's in there. Yeah, the, I, you know what else I really love about this that other found footage films don't do is she's fucking reasonable. She's like, why are you fucking filming this? Yeah, but he's just a loon because he believes in Bigfoot, and yeah. if you believe in Bigfoot, you're fucking crazy. Yeah, um, so he's filming, but she's like, what the fuck is your problem? We need to go. Turn yeah. your light off in the, you know, like let's go. And I really like that because other fan footage films are like, why? We're always like, why are they filming? Like, like even in Cloverfield, he's like, people are gonna want to know. Yeah. <laughs> and people, uh, I love the one good thing about that is um, a good uh, example of that is every time he asks her to hold the camera, yeah, she gets so freaking mad. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. So and that's funny. like that's how it would be. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we'll talk about that ending now. Yeah. So I had to look it up because I was confused. They show a missing persons poster earlier. Yeah. And, and that's, that's supposed to be her. That's supposed to be her. Even but though her I went face back, is, something's wrong with it. I, I went back and f- watched it frame to frame and her face looks like the, the smile thing. Like the, you know, that fleshy thing with the, the scar. Smiley? Smiley. Yeah. yeah. Looks, uh-huh. That's what her face looks like. Oh, yeah. Because I, I, I looked at it and I'm like, something's up with that. I was like, what is that? And then, because I would have never put two and two that that was the missing woman. Me neither. Never. So yeah, I thought that, I thought this movie was gonna be the the guy. I thought it was gonna be dudes. Yeah, the 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 guy who's like get out of the this these parts of the wood. Yeah. I so that's that's what I thought the whole time. I thought they were like weird and they they were dressing up as Bigfoot. Yeah, or doing weird stuff. But no, we see uh, this naked woman who's supposed to be the woman from the missing poster, and then we hear animal sounds, and my man's gets dragged away, and we cut. Well, so he gets dragged away first. Oh, yeah. And you hear beating, like, boom, 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 and then growling, and then you hear his girlfriend yelling, help, help, help. help." Yeah. And then you're supposed to insinuate that Bigfoot abduct women women and and mate with them? Yes. That's what Bigfoot abduct women and mate with them and kill the men. Yep. And I was like, that's so stupid. This movie was like a six and a half, six and a half to a seven, uh, especially because the tent scene's so good. As like that happened, I said I, I gave it a four. I oh, like, really? I was like that made me so mad. I still gave it a seven. Okay. Because I feel like it really captures that scariness of the wilderness, but the ending is bad. It's so bad. Um, I do. So the the we didn't talk about this. The movie opens with the the final location, like the it opens with the final shot of the movie. Yeah. But you don't hear anything though, right? And I like that. I did. Like I did that. like that. I was like, oh, I was like, so that I and you know, I don't know how they conveyed this well, but at least when I saw it, I was like, that's the final shot of the movie. Did you get that? Oh yeah, yeah. So I don't know how you do. I don't know how like he. You just show someone something, and I'm like, yeah, that's gonna be the final shot of the movie. I don't know how he conveyed it, but he did it. They do it very well. Yeah, I. I do not like the ending, but I like the idea of Bigfoot 
like abducting women and using them to spawn. Yeah, I like that idea. I just think that they should have made it more... One, I don't think the missing person poster was very prevalent. Like, I didn't even remember it. Yeah, me neither. And then they should have made it more... I should have been able to get that that was the lady. Don't F up her face. Make her still human and make her, like, kind of feel bad for what's going on. She just looks like a horrific creature. Yeah, we don't know. Why Why is her face messed up? It doesn't make any sense. No. And why is she there walking around with the big feet? Maybe it's like a... With the big feet. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's like a... Uh, What's that? You know, maybe she's been gone so long that she's just like living, living it now. Yeah. So afterwards, knowing that that like, I mean, I got that right away that they're abducting women. Yeah, I knew that. They, too. they talk about Bigfoot penises multiple times during this movie, mm-hmm. where she's like, where they're eating a they're eating a Bigfoot burger and they talk about how that's what that's good. That's what his attribute is, and it's not a big penis because they'd be eating different food, and then. She's standing in front of a Bigfoot statue, and she's jerking him off. So, like, it's all kind of there, but yeah. they don't do anything with it. Yeah. Um, I saw that the critic score was, like, an 80, and the audience score was, like, a 30, though. Oh, dang. And I was, like, right when it ended, I was, like, that's fucking why, right there. <laughs> <laughs> so, you said a 4.5? I just did a four. A four? And, and I did, did a seven. seven? I'm okay with like a five. Because yeah. like, I, I, the ending is bad. It's so bad. My God. I, I mean, it disappointed me to be honest with you. Yeah. But the tent scene, like. The tent scene is like. Just, 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 just watch it up to the tent scene and then just be done. Yeah. Because like, that is, that is peak found footage yeah. horror film. That right was there. good stuff right there. Did your wife watch this? No, no, no. Mine fell asleep. Yeah. All right. Straight on to the series showdown, where we'll be talking about Mockingjay Part 1 and 2. Yeah. I want to start by just saying that most of these two or even three-part movies never feel like a movie, like one movie. You know, like, The Hobbit 1 and 2 and 3 don't feel like a movie. They feel Mm -hmm. like two separate movies. Yeah. Or... Two separate movies and then, like, a third movie halfway through the third one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this feels like a movie. Yeah. It I, feels like if you watched it back-to-back, it's just a four-hour movie. I guess. I don't think it's as good as Deathly Hollows uh, as feeling like one movie. Oh, I see. I feel like Deathly Hollows doesn't feel like one movie. Mm. But, uh... It does. It is. It's pretty close, but I, I, I drastically like one of these way more than the other one. Um, but uh, there's a few questions I have about the first one. Okay. Um, they, I don't like how Katniss is like freaking out that they left Peta. He's like, I get it, you know, whatever. But she's smart enough to know why. And she's not smart enough to know why. No, she is smart enough to know why. In, I'm telling you, in the book, she's dumb. She's like, she's she, her and Harry are like the the dumbest character in each of those books, uh-huh. and she is dumber than Harry. Hmm. Well, because like you have to think that there's not a lot of educating going on. Yeah, I guess I guess I didn't really think about districts. that. Districts. 
But she's so well spoken. Yeah. In in those moments, so you would just think. Yeah. Um, there's such a good moment in uh, Mockingjay Part Two. I, I didn't write it down, but I'll I'll remember it. Okay. When we talk about it, but this one's like there's some there's some. I feel like there's something special of Mockingjay Part 1. People hate this movie. I think it's the worst one. And uh, it's just... This is the movie that makes us really see the world for what it is. And it also introduces us to a lot of characters that are pretty decent. Um, it's especially good for Philip Seymour Hoffman's Plutarch character. Yeah. He's... Um, secretly probably like top two characters of the whole the whole series I mean, he's good he's an incredible character um it's a shame we don't get any payoff because he died yeah filming yeah. these yeah yeah because that final letter he's like i'm sorry i can't make it there because it can't be seen with you right or whatever but uh which is sad and i know that he uh in the final the final movie there's a lot of scenes where he's just cg died in the background because he did pass away right but um there's some i really like i just like all the politics and the propaganda of the first one and mm -hmm. i like that we get to see how it's like another moment of throughout this whole sh this throughout this whole series you're literally like watching these people who meet katniss and they're like who is this girl like she's not what everyone says she is and blah blah, blah. and then they are with her for a. Uh, they know her for, like, a period of time, and then they get it. And, like, that's what this whole movie is. Like, people are seeing her. She's doing... She's a terrible actress for the propaganda thing and whatever. And then they see her for, like, who she actually is. And, like, that's what this whole movie is. Yeah. It's, it's just a bunch of all these new characters from District 13 and uh, for her cause. And then you have all these people who know her and, like, no, she is the one. And then they're like, I don't know. And what's crazy is that... The reason she is the one is because she actually cares and no one else does. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, let me tell you, she like, she really messing with Gail's head. Like, just, just stay away from Gail at this point. She yeah. doesn't know what she wants. Yeah. But um, <laughs> it is crazy because they're like, they go to District 8 to see the hospital and then She's, you know, this is all horrible, blah, blah, blah. And then they start attacking the hospital. And everyone else is just like, no, just survive. Let them do it. And then she she does it. And then the freaking, her shooting the plane crashes and destroys the hospital. Well, it destroyed a different building, I think. No. No? It destroyed the hospital. I don't know. No, it does. It does. <laughs> and I'm like, dang, this is terrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, but... I don't know, I just watched this movie this morning, and it's so, I just enjoy it so much. There's so much I like. You get the um, initial, uh, how do I say this, like, initial hesitation about President Coyne. Like you're, you, you should, which, kudos to Julianne Moore, she plays this part very well. Yeah. And, uh. There's just it's this is just like a movie everyone's like oh but it wasn't like entertaining and exciting and stuff this is just a movie where it's about character you're really evolving Katniss into this is her evolving into the Mockingjay that they want her to be and then also we're learning about all these new characters and what they really want and all this political it's just I really love it yeah uh, I have on here like it's very 
anti-government, anti-war. But, like, it does that, not by saying, like, oh, war can't be useful, but the way people go about it isn't necessarily how you should go about it. Like, the cause is there, but should you kill children? Should you double bomb someone after, when they send in the help? So it's like, it's very, you know, focusing on the propaganda and the brainwash, which is all stuff from World War II. Yeah. Like with PETA. Um, it's all very anti-war, anti-government, anti-politics. And the fact that we can't actually do anything about it, you know? Yeah. And I really like that. Like, there's there's so much depth here. Um, there are some things that I have, though. Like, I mean, there's, there's villains on both sides, obviously. Mm. And, like, we'll talk about that more for part two. But those villains on both sides are necessary. And the only person that knows that is Plutarch. Yeah. Um, I w- so there's a lot of shaky cam in this again. Yeah. Well, especially when they're uh, like in the battlefield. Yeah. I wish that it was her crew doing that. And we got just like a, you know, actual footage. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just them filming like a shaky cam. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of those weird things that I yeah. just like, I wish it was them filming. You're talking about like when her and Gail go off separately in District 8? Yeah, I just was one of the people with the cameras followed him and we got his POV. Yeah. But that's just so nitpicky. There's, um, the PETA moments in this are good because I like how, it, this actually plays well with the fact that people in the lower districts aren't very well educated because like as a person, you can just physically see what they're doing to PETA. As a viewer, I mean. Yeah. And, like, um, with, like, a decent amount of intellect, you could see that he's just being forced to say those things. Right. But, like, her just sitting there watching him, obviously she knows, because she knows what the Capitol's capable of, but everyone else is, like, booing him and everything. Right. And it, it makes sense now. It, it, and I, I even, for some reason, that it, that made sense to me when I watched it, just because I'm like, oh, they're not very well educated. But yeah. For, I don't know why I gave Katniss so much credit. It's probably just because of her, the way she talks. Yeah. Um, speaking of PETA, when he warns them about the bombing, mm. the rest of that the rest of that movie is at a hundred, you know, and like it's so fucking good when he when he's like, they're coming right now, they're bombing. I was just chills. I was like, yeah. oh, I love, I fucking love it. Yeah. Yeah, those are the best moments. Uh, I think of the movie. Yeah, I mean, the rest of the movie is the bombing, which is intense and scary. And then it's going to save PETA. Which is super intense. And then Snow popping up and being being the fucking best villain of all time. Yeah, he's so good. <laughs> it's just yeah. so good. And he's just like, oh, oh, Miss Everdeen, I know your friends are at the tribute center, blah, 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 blah. And yeah. she starts freaking out. Oh, man, it's good. And then she's too, like, this is one of those things. She doesn't understand why they would let T- Pete go. It's because he made him a weapon to yeah. kill her. Yeah. And I would have cut this movie right then. Right when. That's what I was thinking. I would have yeah, cut. Yeah, just in middle middle of choking her. Yep. Don't don't show uh, uh, Mahershala Ali smacking him. Yeah. Just in the middle of it. And then you just start with her. Because uh, part two starts with her taking the thing off her neck. 
God, it'd be great. Yeah, it would have been like she lost consciousness and then woke up and we're like, yeah. we were with her. Yep. Uh, but they had to explain brainwashing to the people that didn't understand. They could have done it. Just put it in part two. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Just leave us with that. That would have been awesome. Uh, so what did you end up giving this? I'm assuming this is the one you like way more. Yes. Uh, I gave it a... Uh, what did I give it? Well, I mean... I gave it a nine because I thought about it and I was like, I enjoyed this movie just as much as Catching Fire, personally. But I'm, I'm, I can understand going down a half a point for it. I don't know what you gave it. I gave it 8.5. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Um, I just, I think people going into it thinking like, oh, we're going to get another Hunger Games with a lot of action and stuff. Like, this is just, this is a political drama movie. Yeah. And I don't feel like it's very boring. No, not at all. It's not, like, the Deathly Hollows Part 1 is very boring. Like, you have exciting bits in the beginning and then exciting bits at the end. The middle is very boring. Yeah, but and it's I don't feel necessary, like, though. It is necessary. Yeah. I feel like this movie is nowhere near that boring. So, I don't know why yeah. people are and so the soft moments crabby. of this, the soft moments of this movie, like her singing and everything. like What a banger. They work, Yeah, they work so well. And then um, showing, like, it's so weird. I don't know why it's so it's so effective. Like we watch them film her doing something and then showing the like repercussions or like what them releasing that to the public what it has done like when they're marching all oh, yeah. uh, at, towards the dam singing the song and everything. It's yeah, just good. nuts. It's yeah. good shit. Yeah. Um Well, I guess we'll go straight in a second. Straight into the second one. One on my first note. Sure. Katniss be hoeing herself. Because <laughs> <laughs> she kisses Gail again. I don't know why. Gail's such a good guy. Man, oh man. Is, is he, he though? No, he, he's no, not see, Peter good. This is what happens. He's so good at this moment in the beginning of this movie. And then they just forcibly write him to... Not do bad things, but do the things that are necessary that we perceive as bad. Um, even though he didn't really do it, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying. I mean, bombing people when they're bringing the medical crew in is bad. He didn't do that, but he had He's, the idea. Yeah, he had the idea. He didn't choose to do it though. He was just like, "Hey, this is a good idea." <laughs> well, yeah, but like the fact that he even thought about that, like he. he He's just a strategist. Any strategist would think about it. But he he is looking at the Capitol like they're not humans. Yeah, I uh, if he was at the end of the movie, if, if he was like a victor, and he would have definitely voted yes for the yeah. Hunger Game thing. And like, we know, because we're with Katniss, that the people in the Capitol just don't know what happens in those districts. Like, they don't know that they're starving. They, yeah. don't, they don't know... That they're fucking forced to work 16, 18, 20 hour days. Yeah. Um, and the ones that aren't believing all this fed propaganda bullshit. That like, you know, some of them do come to help Katniss or to, they side with the districts. It's not like they're all bad. But Gail doesn't see it like that. So I, I, I don't agree with you. I think that he, he is more of the... Well, he's the soldier that's following orders that doesn't that doesn't think that they the, the, he thinks that the enemy is as bad as everyone says. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, 
But she just doesn't. She, I don't think she really knows what she wants. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, at this point in the story, I guess she doesn't. She's unsure if they can even bring Peta back to his yeah normal self. Right. But then again, I don't think she deserves Gale at that point, either. Well, Peta's a better catch than Gale. I know, but I don't think she deserves it. Mm. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Mm. Um. <laughs> so the the I feel like the this is where we get into the trauma of war and the cycle of violence that humans just have. I think that they really show that with Peta and Joanna being saved and like all of the the PTSD that Katniss has from all this stuff. And I, I feel like it does a good job of portraying those things, you know? Yeah. Um, and then this movie just kind of takes off. Like it goes, because it is the second half of a movie. Essentially. Second, yeah, second half of a single story, at least. Um, <clears throat> and her, she gets a group of people, and they're going to go... She, she thinks they're going to the front line. Yeah, they're not. But they're going to film propaganda films of her in the Capitol. She has this whole plan with Gail to go kill Pete, or to go kill Snow, no. just because of everything that he did. But then Peta shows up, and because he shows up, they can't separate from the group anymore. Yeah, because she just can't let him go. Um, and that's what the whole movie is, them basically moving through the Capitol with these pods and in this battle zone. Yep. And they're slow, they just lose people as they go. Yeah. Kind of. Um, and then we get to the sewer, the sewer scene. Yeah. Before that, Boggs, okay. Boggs dies. Before the sewer scene, Boggs dies. I just want to point out, he is a very well written, he's a very well done character. Yeah, because I, he knows, he knows that coin is bad. Yeah. And he knows that Katniss isn't bad, I guess. Like, yeah. he knows that Katniss means well, and that even if it doesn't matter, she deserves whatever closure it brings to get her revenge. So she, so he's willing to do that. Yeah. But yeah, we can go uh, to the sewers. Um, that hit that she fucking takes, I don't know dang. how she lives that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because she falls, wasn't she like, she she gets forced back from the explosion, and she like hits her back on a rail, and then gets slammed down into the water. water? Yeah, my yeah. god, man, it was bad. Um, and then this is where Finnick dies. Tragic death too. Yeah, and it's very sad. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, I was hoping that she would just use an arrow like she did with Kato. I mean, I've seen this movie, but I don't remember this little detail. Uh, but it still works the same. But it, I feel like it would have um, played better on screen if she would just shot him with an arrow. But also, I guess she had to kill all the mutts. Yeah. Too. Um, I really liked the whole pod thing. Yeah, it just made things more entertaining. And it also works with Snow's character because he's like, oh yeah, we're getting stormed, but at least my people will have something fun to watch while yeah. uh, it's happening. Yeah, and it, it really... Like I said in the during the first one, when they're like 
manipulating the game to make it seem like an action movie because that's what they're doing. That's what this does. You're never like, this is so stupid, it's just an action movie. I'm like, no. They're doing it because they're trying to film it and they're making it exciting. Yeah. You know? And some of the pods are gnarly. Like, the black goo stuff is gnarly. Yeah, who knows what the heck that does. When you touch it, you just... (laughs) Yeah, you just get killed by wire. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I really love... I guess this is before the sewer, right? Or no, it's after. I love when... uh, It's in the sewer. When Gail and Peta are talking, and she's overhearing them. Yeah. And they're like... They they know that it's a competition, and they're yeah. just like, look, one of us is probably going to die. It don't matter. And if we all live, it's up to her. I yeah, fucking yeah. love yeah, It ain't on our shoulders. We're just we're just living. I love that. <laughs> <coughs> Do you have any... Um, God. Do you have any spoilers for the... The new one? Yes. None. Never read the book. No, no, almost nothing about it. Okay. Why were you going to say something? Well, there's a, there's a, there's a character in this movie that is in the new one. Oh. But I can't talk about it. Okay. Because it's the fact that I know who it is, just because I've I've been spoiled by it. It made me. It's like, I'm like, dang, not dang, but like. They didn't, this wasn't, it wasn't thought out yet. I think it was an idea she had later on, the the, the author. Because so, stuff would have happened differently. Um, I wrote that this movie really suffers from the lack of Hamage and Effie in it. Um, at least for me. I really just, I, I can under, I understand why Effie's not. With them, but I don't know why Hamage is not with them. He's always there, and he's such a crucial. Like, I don't know. He's just so important. Even like the best part of this movie is the end when he's just talking to Katniss. This yeah. is one of my, my favorite. I mean, he's just not a fighter. Yeah. Um, I think it does suffer a little bit just because he's not there, but he bookends it, so like it's fine. Yeah. Um. This movie, the ending of this movie is incredible, though. Like, I, like all of that is the action stuff, and it all culminates, I guess. I guess we'll talk about it. It culminates in them deciding that they're going to walk to President Snow's house under the guise of capital, uh, yeah. uh, what, capital citizens? Yeah, yeah. Just Gail and her. And her. Yeah. Everyone else stays with the tiger lady yeah. who Tigress. is is in all of the books. She's mm-hmm. one of the like you get to see more of what the capital is about early on in the books. Mm-hmm. And they do they try to fit a lot of that in here. They talk about the boxes, you know, having their tongue cut up and Tigress. There's a lot of other people that have manipulated their body to look like this. And so Katniss knows Tigress. Like, they've definitely talked before in the books. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't feel as weird. It feels a little weird in this. Yeah. Um, but they all stay with her, besides Katniss and Gail, and they head towards Snow's house. And that's when 
right when they get there, the rebels attack, and then the bombs drop from the the umbrellas that are supposed. To, they look they look like the the capsules from the the games. games. Yeah, what are they called? I don't know. I the called. favors. Oh, okay. So everyone thinks that. It's something to help. Yeah, they think that snow is giving them something because these rebels are here and they're just bombs. Mm-hmm. And then the medical crew comes in and whoever dropped the bombs knew of Gale's plan and they drop a second wave of bombs and that kills Prim. Yeah. And it's very sad. I thought, I, I wrote it was ineffective. Oh. Uh, second time. Mm. Ineffective a second time. It yeah. did, I don't, got nothing. Uh, it's still very sad for me. Yeah. It's just like, I know what you're saying. Like, there's no emotional, drawn out bullshit, but like, that's just how it would be. Yeah, I know, but like, Prim's just never. We're watching again, she's just not even in the mood. Like, I, I get you. I, I, just, I just have nothing for her. Yeah, I get you. Uh, and then we go into the, the final bits of this movie, which I think are the best. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where. She wakes up from that blast, and they tell her that once Snow dropped bombs on his own people to stop the rebels, that everyone, even the guards and the peacekeepers, laid down their their guns, and it just ended the war. And she doesn't necessarily know right now that Snow didn't drop the bombs, but like, in the books, she has this weird connection with Snow where she knows what he's doing. Mm. And, like, they're playing this, this, like, it's all mind games. And that's when she goes and talks to Snow. Well, she was also in the room when Gail was explaining the, tra- like, the trap. Yeah. And she knows it was the same trap. But, like, in her mind still, she's like, Snow might have thought of that same thing. Yeah. So she goes and talks to President Snow. Yeah. This is the best part of the movie. Yeah. Um, and he's just, he just basically tells her, like, I got outplayed. We both got outplayed. Yeah. And, like, that's when you know that this is fucking... Like, I think this is what takes this franchise to another level. You know, for me, at least, is, like, a a lesser franchise, it would have been... It would have been her versus Snow, good versus evil. There's just tons of gray in this franchise. And, I don't know, it just really works. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, the way and the way that Snow explains it is just so good for his character as well as just like he's like any real strategist would know that I had already lost. He's like, so why would I bomb? Why would I bomb innocent yeah, people? Why would he's I like, bomb? It makes. Why would I bomb my people? Right. It makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense. And, and then he's like, I was worried about you, and you were worried about me, and we should have been worried about her. Yeah. Yeah. So then, so then, 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 Coin rounds up all the tributes, the surviving tributes, and they have a vote. And the vote is about having a, a Hunger Games for the Capitals. Just Capital Pits. Because that is the least amount of death that they could do instead of executing all these peacekeepers and everything. They're like, let's have a final. Hunger Games, but with capital kids. I didn't know they said final. I thought they were just going to do that. No, yeah, so I thought it was like that too, but she says, uh, like a, like a, 
an impromptu Hunger Games so that we don't have to murder all these ki- these people. You know, yeah. it'll satiate the masses basically. Gotcha. So I think it was supposed to be like a one and done. Mm-hmm. But Katniss realizes then she's just Snow. She's kind of worse. Worse, really. yeah, really worse than Snow. And everyone votes, just like you would think. Joanna votes for it. Peta and Annie, who is Finnick's wife, vote against it. Vote and against then the, it. The girl with her teeth filed from two votes for it. And and Beatty uh, against it. Against it. And that just leaves Katniss and Hamish, and they have a thing, a, a mind thing. And she knows that for her to get her way, she has to agree with Coin. Yeah, for because otherwise she'll just she wouldn't be able to. Yeah. She yeah. So she votes for for it, which leaves Hamish as the deciding, and he knows that she's gonna do something. Well, they give a he. They look at each other. They and do. He's yeah. just like, he's like, I trust her. Yeah, he's like, I'll, I'll go with the girl on fire here, and she basically says, no, she. I mean, I think she she tells Coin before I'm gonna, that. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna kill, Snow. kill Snow. I'm gonna be the one that executes him, yeah. and then she votes fire for it. So then, yeah, right. she waits for she waits for Coin to be like, "Yes, you can." Yeah, and then she votes yes. And then at the fucking execution, Snow says something to her, but it doesn't even matter at this point. She's already made up her mind. No. What does she? What does he say? Doesn't say anything. He's just looking. Oh really? Yeah. He's smiling. Right? Oh, Coin says something. She gives a little speech. And it really pisses, really pisses Katniss off. I think it's for those people that were like, what is she going to do? I think this is for, like, you know what she's going to do. And she fucking assassinates Coin right there. And then the mob swarms Snow and kills him. Yeah, beats him to death, uh, presumably. It's so good. Yeah. Like, I don't, I can't think of a better ending to a movie at all, I don't know, like like a war movie like this. It's so fucking good. Well, no, though. So the problem is, I said this movie ends like Lord of the Rings. It just never freaking ends. There are there are like nine endings. Yeah, but that is so like I that, love that. Yeah, and um, the, I'm gonna rewind it back to the scene where they're voting. Okay, I think it's weird that Peta doesn't give Katniss a look when she says yes. He's just sitting there all quiet and chill. And it's weird. And I thought Joanna would be like, that's weird. Because she also knows Katniss and Katniss wouldn't do that either. Uh, so I thought that, I thought that they missed a, a reaction from them there. Um, I think it was just running long, though. Yeah. Already. Yeah. So, um, but other than that, um, I do like the, I don't know. I like the fact that she was trying to take the pill to kill herself. But, uh, and Peta stops her. Oh, yeah. Um, that's a good moment. And then the second best moment is when Hamage comes to read her the letter after this. That's the second best moment in the movie, right behind the snow moment. Yeah, it's very good. And then the movie just doesn't end. And then... Well, you gotta see... So, <clears throat> she basically gets exiled, um, to District 13. But she gets pardoned as well. Or District 12, I mean. Yeah. Um... And it's just her and Hamish. And then Peta comes later and moves in. And it's all supposed to be very 
it, it it's it's less sad in the movies. It's very sad in the books because like she has to live with all of that, and like she does in this, but she we get to see more of it in the books. Like for the first five years of it, she basically doesn't sleep. She just has nightmares of everything that happened, and Peta finally calms her down, and then they get married and they have these kids. Um, but it's still very sad. Like. Plutarch knew he needed coin because he needs a villain that's willing to do all this all this bad stuff during war to take down Snow. And he knew that he need. This is why he didn't go for Peta. He knew that he needed a hothead like her because she would do what was right at the end. Mm-hmm. And it's all of these these one percenters and these leaders using people for their gains and she just got used and now that they're done with her she gets thrown away and everyone will remember her for what she did but all she gets is trauma and a life of solitude and all of this and it's very sad yeah um and like the whole reason this all started was to save her sister and in the end she didn't even do that. She didn't even do that. Yeah. And the people that were running the rebellion are the ones that killed her because it, you know, like they didn't want it. Like they didn't specifically kill her. They just killed a bunch of people to end this war, even though it was won already. Yeah. Like it's very fucking sad. It is super, super sad. It's, uh, yeah, they kind of give, I didn't, I never read the books, but, um, they kind of give her like a happier ending. Like she seems relatively happy with her turnout at the end of the movie, at least. Yeah. Yeah. She's at the end. She's like, I'll tell you, like I'll talk to one of her kids. Like, I'll tell you about all this one day, but like you, you get through it. Like I did, you know, it gets easier yeah. in the book. She's like, she still doesn't even know if she loves PETA in the books. She's like, <laughs> I don't even know. Like, I know that he's a good man and I need to keep him alive and protect him. But like, I don't know if he was, and like even in the books, they talk about how Gale visits for the first few years, and he just stops visiting. <laughs> like it's very sad, but I, I I really love it. I I think this is my favorite young adult. adult book series to movie, even more than Harry Potter. Harry Potter That's Harry Potter nice. falls apart for me when you think about it too deep, and I like I really do like Harry Potter. Yeah, I just think that this is a more sophisticated, well-written story. It's definitely more sophisticated and, and like, a political... It handles politics very, very well. Yeah, like, it dumbs them down enough to where I care and understand. Yeah. You know? Uh, So what did you end up giving this one? Seven and a half. I gave it an 8.5 still. So, if we meet in the middle at an 8, every single one was above an 8. That's pretty good. Yeah, I think it was an 8.98. Eight, eight, nine, eight and a half, eight. Yep. Yeah, that is good. That's pretty fucking good. Yeah, I'm excited to see the the new one. Yeah. This week. And we're gonna flip gears. I feel like, and we're gonna talk about Blue Beetle now. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Let's see what. 
Do you want to start? Or actually, I'm going to start because I have a question. Go ahead. I don't. I don't know a lot about Blue Beetle. Uh-huh. Anything I've ever watched him in, or even the comics I've read, he's always like, it's always in a big group setting, and he he's in just Young Justice. He's in the later seasons of Young Justice, hmm. and it is this one. It is this version. Um, so yeah, it's it's like that Young Justice where he's like he is a character, but he's a he's a side character. We don't get origin stories. We don't get Blue Beetle villains. I don't know any of that. Yeah, the movie opens with a bunch of Beetles. Of different colors flying through space. Are there other Beatles? It does open like that? Yeah, during like the title thing, there's like... The blue beetle goes through a planet and explodes it at one point. And there's other colored Beatles. Oh, I didn't really watch the title sequence. It was just on. And I was like, dang, this title sequence is lasting forever. I was like, I don't know if there are other colored Beatles. Mm. But like, it's very... Well, I know when, when they're drilling for it in the orb of the stone ball. I don't yeah. know what it was. She, she, the dude was like, oh, I hope this isn't another decoy. So uh, those other ones could have been decoys. Gotcha. <clears throat> um, so, unspoilery. I, I mean, I did not love this movie. I did not even like this movie. <laughs> uh, it is very... I mean, it's directed towards children, I think. And I think that it's directed towards, like, a younger, a younger crowd. Like, pre-teens, early teens. I think that is what this movie was made for. Yeah, there's some violent stuff in this movie, though. Like, there are, but grossly, like... Grossly, grotesquely violent. I don't know. I mean, kind of. Um... But the MCU has always been geared towards that that crowd. They skew a little bit older, you know. I feel like this movie is even pointed towards younger with the humor style that it goes for. Yeah, and I do not like that. There was some. There was a few moments in this movie where I I laughed. There's some a lot of uh, there was like probably like three moments where I thought it was funny. There was one standout, hilarious moment. I I I, I did think some of it was funny. I think like. One every eight jokes hits. Yeah. But it's a lot of jokes. And there's a lot of... A lot of childish humor, I feel like. And I just can't stand it. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, I I thought this was funny. That I... I'm like that blonde girl that he's talking to. When, he's, when he goes to the place. And he's like, no, no, no. I'm here to see Jenny. I have an like I have an appointment, and he's like, "My name's Jaime," and she's like, "Okay, Jamie." Yeah, I, I thought his name was Jamie Reyes uh-huh. this entire time. When they said Jaime, I was Jaime, Jaime. They've been calling him Jaime for like thirty minutes at this point. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. When this movie started, and they were like Jaime, I was like, I was like, his name's not Jamie. Yeah, I was like, God, I'm such an idiot, it's, white boy. It's, <laughs> the funny thing is, it's not even spelled the same. Jaime's J-A-I-M-E, and Jamie's J-A-M-I-E. No, people spell Jamie the other way. No, they don't. Yeah, people spell Jamie. In the freaking... I watched it with I watched it with subtitles. Yeah. J-A-I-M-E is a way people no, spell he, Jamie. Th- yeah, but in the subtitles, when she calls him Jamie, they spell it J-A-M-I-E. Oh, really? And then they his, his name's Jaime. Well, I mean, I just... Silly white boy, I don't oh, know. No. 
I like I know that. I mean, but the fun Jose <laughs> is spelled said Jose and spelled with a J. I just never put it yeah. two and two together. The um the funny thing is I made that joke, like two because I was watching it with our cousin and my wife. I made that joke before that happened. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> That's just funny. Uh, Did you like this movie? Um. I definitely liked it more than you and my wife. Uh, I it, no, so I consider this movie just uh, cookie cutter and generic, um, essentially. Yeah. Uh, I do think the comedy was better than a lot of superhero movies, like because I actually enjoyed the comedy part. The, when when uh, George Lopez's character replaces all their cameras with that old Mexican cartoon that's like through the the old Spanish cartoon that's through... They show it throughout the whole movie. Yeah. And they go to the security room, and it's just a bunch of white guys sitting there, and they got the one Mexican dude sitting in the back, and the, t- the TV comes on, and he just starts laughing. He's like, ah! <laughs> and he's, he's laughing at the cartoon. I was like, that was so freaking funny. <laughs> it's not that funny. It was so hilarious. <laughs> My goodness. Um, I, uh... So... Things like that, like me not realizing that his name is Jaime, I, I understand that is what these these diverse movies, like this is what they're for. It is to educate these people that aren't necessarily, the, you know, they, they don't know anything about this culture. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this movie is very heavy-handed, and it, I think these kinds of movies work better when they're not heavy-handed. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Well, anytime you have a message or you're you have a, a movie that you're trying to educate a, another group of people about a, another group of people, we'll take like Avatar two for example. That movie was an anti whaling movie, but it is not an anti whaling movie. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Uh-huh. It is a, that is a subplot. You get the you get the idea, and the rest of the movie plays normal. And I feel like that is more effective than when they're like, no, people did bad things to Mexicans. They're still doing bad things to Mexicans in, mm. in America. And it's like over and over again, they hit hammer it in your head. I just, I, I, I'm like, okay, I don't want to be preached at while I'm watching, especially a superhero movie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, that's fair. And when I say they're heavy handed, they're, they're real. heavy handed. Yeah. Mm. There's a point where he is talking to his uncle about how hard it is once you get into this country and how, you know, you have to take any job you want. They're all shit and you have to work 16, 18 hours a day. And and then he's like, maybe it's our time to have a hero. Like that is in the movie. He says, maybe it's our time to have a hero. And it's like, it's just, you don't have to be right on the nose like that. Yeah. So with that and the humor, I just was, I was really taken out of it. There's there's a few moments in this movie that I liked. Um, oh, we're not doing spoilers yet. There's a there. Well, I'll do it. I can do this. So I've if you've ever seen the trailer of Blue Beetle, you know the the beetle like attaches to the back or you know like attaches itself to, and uh, they do a little nod to Guillermo del Toro's Kronos. Oh, really? In this, yeah, you probably missed it, but I've never were, seen Kronos. They were flipping through the channels and in Kronos it's a vampire movie from Guillermo del Toro the, there's a golden beetle that turns you into a vampire and it it, atta- it doesn't attach on your back but it attaches on your heart and uh, as they're flipping through the channels you see it's a scene in the, the thing where he's holding the golden beetle in his hand I do like that I was like that was neat 
Um, but this movie, Susan Sarandon is not a good villain at all. She cannot play a villain. No. No, it's bad. She's a bad villain and the, I mean, she's a bad head villain. And the guy's and, just so generic. Yeah, the movie is very generic. I was, yeah. I mean, if you looked up what superhero 101 movie, like, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, this day and age, you can't do that. Like, a superhero movie cannot just be a superhero movie. It has to be another genre with a superhero. Just, you know? Yeah. Because otherwise, I mean, me and my wife stopped this movie halfway through, and if it was not for this podcast, I would not have finished it. That's how fucking boring it is. Because it's just so generic. Um, I guess we'll score it and go into spoilers. What did you give it? I give it 5.5. Because it's just... I said it... Everything's generic about it, but I thought the comedy was like slightly better than the normal comedy that's in a superhero movie. And then there's one key moment in the movie at the end that I, I uh, thought was like really um, good for Blue Beetle as a character. This is a very touching moment at the end. Um, this isn't that, oh. <laughs> but, but uh, uh, so then I was like, I'll give it a half a point above just straight gen- generic. So I went the opposite way. So I was like, it's generic. The humor didn't really work for me, and it's so heavy-handed. I gave it a 3.5. Okay. So. Maybe like a 4.5. 4.5, yeah. I feel like that's fair. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, so anyone that's not going to watch the rest of it because of spoilers for Blue Beetle, next week, our rewind will be Sunshine. We feel like. It does work for a fall movie. Yeah, November just feels like sci-fi. Yeah. It just feels sci-fi, so we want to get like a real sci-fi movie in because we haven't watched one yet for a, in a long time at least. Yeah. So sun, and Sunshine is just like true sci-fi. And then because we just did the series showdown for The Hunger Games, we're going to finish that off with Songbirds and Snakes, a ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Yeah. And because that is a brand new movie and it's still in theaters... It's gonna be a twofer. It's gonna be. It's gonna count for our, our main movie, and our series showdown. So we're only gonna watch two movies this week. Yeah, because we're wanting to allot us more time to catch up on all of the TV shows. Yeah, I think that will. I mean, I'm okay with watching all of Chucky this week. Yeah, I'm gonna get all of Chucky done. This is my short work week, so all of Chucky done. I'm gonna finish the Crown. That's my my goal is finish the Crown. Um, catch up on Mon- like, get up to date on Monarch. Then we'll do a weekly once we get up covered. So we'll catch up with Chucky. We'll catch up with Monarch. You can finish your other show. Other shows? I have a lot of shows to watch, but yeah. So yeah. So we'll, we'll do all that. We'll watch these two movies. It's I think it's still pretty good. Yeah. Because Songbird, I think we're going to talk a lot about the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Yeah, I heard that. Because, I mean, I read, a, I read a thing that said that the two and a half hour runtime was not even long enough to tell the complex story that yeah. it is. So, yeah, we'll do that. Um, so, yeah, thank you all for listening. For anyone that's, you know, leaving for the spoilers. Yeah. Um, podcasts, all pod, most podcast services on Monday. YouTube on Monday also. Correct, yep. And what was the, the, the YouTube channel? The Reels Podcast. The Reels Podcast, nice. Yep. Um, and, you know, if you do just listen to podcasts, go over to the YouTube channel, throw a like, throw a subscribe. I think yeah. it's really going to help. Yeah, you can even throw a con- like if you want to get in contact with us or recommend movies, go to the YouTube and, and put a comment. Yeah, you know, the retro just 
throw retro movies out there because we struggle every week trying to figure out yeah, retro wherever, movie. Yeah, wherever, yeah. If you have a movie you want us to watch and you want to like to hear our opinions, do that. And then um, even new movies, like if you want us to go to... If you want, if there are newer movies that you really want us to see right away and you want our opinion on them, you can throw those our way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll, go into, we'll go into spoilers. Spoilers from Blue Beetle. Beetle. Woo. Uh, go ahead. Uh, so I'll just talk about the, the, I guess, the moment I like. Let me see what I got here. <laughs> so there, there's a moment I liked in this movie. It's when um, he's fighting the the bad guy and I like that I like what that he loses control and he actually tries to kill him and then the suit because he said a predetermined thing in the suit like we don't kill people and it kind of brings him reels him in but like it really humanized him because it's like this guy or not he didn't actually kill her his dad but his he's lost his dad and and blah 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 and he really this guy's just it, it, it just makes it makes sense because like having that moral not everyone has that moral strength to not get that revenge especially in this short amount of time right the, of being angry you know not everyone's superman and stuff so that that, that part I, I was like oh that's cool they don't uh, superhero movies don't do that a lot right um and I did really like the both transformation scenes. I thought they were really well done. Like his his initial transformation, it's very horror, horror like very horrific. And then the the like main henchman villain dude, his his scene is horrific. I was sitting, I, I verbally, I was like, oh my god, because it was just the the cords. the the cords were just waving in and out of his flesh and stuff. I was like, oh my god, this is gnarly. Yeah, and they they yeah. He is he is a Blue Beetle villain, Carapax, oh. um, and the the suit was pretty comics accurate from what I looked up a little bit that I looked up. Carapax's suit, mm-hmm. oh, so that's pretty cool. Um, His suit did look good. Like that is a good like Blue Beetle's suit. Oh, yeah. was really. We're nice. talking about some of the the decent things about Blue Beetle is the suit looks incredible. The fighting is very good. See, I, I thought it was just generic. I didn't. Like, well, like yeah, it's, it's not very good. It's good. But, like, his power set lends itself so well that I think I liked it. Mm. Um, like, I'm fine. Like, I'm excited that he is still in the... He's going to be part of the new DCU. Because I think, like, in a team movie, he'll have really cool battle moments and yeah. stuff. Yeah, I think that... I was going to say that... I should have said that before, but... I don't think that he should have had his own movie. I think he should have popped up in a in a team movie, and we got background bits here and there throughout different team movies. Kind of like what the Hulk happened after they rebooted it with Avengers, you know? Yeah. Um, because every like his power set is just cinematic. It just works. He's like a mix between Iron Man and Green Lantern, where it's like it's technology, but it's whatever I want. Yeah. And uh, that does work. And it also just auto protects him. Like, even if he can't think of anything, it just does it for him. Yeah. So, like, he, his power set is very cool. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, there was a really good joke. But I could not remember what it was. I should have wrote it down. Yeah, I thought There was a few. I just, I didn't put any down. I didn't write any down. Well, we'll just keep going. The very end, 
when they all got together and the grandma was like, now we can cry and like mourn the father. I felt like that was pretty touching. Yeah. Like it was the one thing that did something, made me feel something throughout the whole movie. Yeah. The grandma was a good character. George Lopez was a memorable character. Um, but that was it. All the, all the other people's family, I could, doesn't have to, I forgot my freaking Mockingjay part two thing I was going to talk about. <laughs> oh, what was it? There's a scene, the scene in, in where President Snow's giving a speech and then President Coin interrupts him. And then she says, President Snow said, blah, blah, blah. And then he corrects her. Oh yeah. It's, it's a, it's a key moment of, about his character. That's so important. Yeah, I didn't. I, yeah, that was good. Yeah. Um, there were, there were some of the other, like some of the silly things that really took me out was, what was it called? The bug mobile? The bug plane? Oh, I didn't pay that much attention. <laughs> <laughs> when they were like... It looked, it looked cool. Yeah, it looks cool. They were like, let's do the bug fart. And it's just... Oh, yeah. It's shooting gas out that's like doing something to the, the henchman. But it sounds like it's farting. Yeah, I like that one. Unnecessary. No, fart jokes are silly. Like, that is for children. Huh? They're funny. <laughs> When he was dying, and he had that vision of his father, you remember? Yeah, it was weird. I don't mm-hmm. like it. And then when he was like, go back, and the, the suit was like floating off in space, and he jumped out there, and they, t- they did the finger touch thing. Yeah. You're talking about like the painting? Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I can't even. It was yeah. so... That part was weird. Dude. It was unnecessary. Yeah. Um, so that really took me out of it. And then... I think that was like him completing the symbiosis. Yeah. That's what it was supposed to be. But, yeah. It just doesn't work. Um, And then the last thing was the get over here, which was like a, like it's supposed to be like a Mortal Kombat thing. I don't even remember that one. Yeah, he fucking flings a thing and says, get over here and pulls him. Oh, I don't remember it. Oh, God. I just don't like that kind of things. Yeah. There's not stuff. Uh, there's not a lot of memorable things in the movie, to be honest with you. No. No, I, would, I wouldn't have finished this movie. But yeah, there's not really a lot to spoil either, because it's so generic. It's like, so you... generic. Yeah. You're going to watch the first 15 minutes of the movie, just because it takes that long to introduce some characters, and then know what the rest of the movie is yeah, about. You'll know exactly <laughs> what's going on. Um, so yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, like I said, next week... We'll do Sunshine and a songbird, or a ballad for songbirds and snakes. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to catch up on television. Yeah, especially, primarily Chucky and Monarch. But right. If we're watching anything else, we'll do that. Um, but yeah, so thanks for listening. Like I said, podcast services on Monday, YouTube on Monday. Yeah. Uh, and we'll see you guys next week. All right. That's a wrap.